Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Colors. And we titled this first lesson, Life in Color. And we're going to talk about how you and I can live life in color. But, you know, colors, they tell us a lot, right? And, and so I have a lesson coming up called Overcoming the Blues, and we'll talk about how we can do that. Next weekend's Mother's Day, and Pastor Joe Jr. will be play, uh, preaching live in Bourbon. I'll be here doing the same thing, and we're going to talk about the rainbow and what, what it's all about and what it represents. And it will be a great blessing to moms, but then all of us as we examine that, that particular topic. But today, again, we're talking about life in color, and I want to begin with asking a question. Can, can you remember a time in your life where you didn't have something, you never experienced it, and all of a sudden you had it and you experienced it? And can you remember what an incredible, amazing thing it was when you finally experienced that particular thing? And for me, and if you've been here a while, you might have heard me share this story for other reasons, but um, I, I had 50% hearing loss uh, when I was a young boy, but back then they didn't take you to specialist uh, real quick. And my pediatrician never recommended anything. He didn't even know I had it. And so uh, it really impacted my life because I couldn't hear my teachers in school. My parents thought I wasn't listening to them, but I'd say I couldn't hear you. And you know how we are as kids. Even when I could hear, I still said that. But I, I literally couldn't hear them. And, 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 and I was messing up in school not doing great. And I tell my parents, I just can't hear the teacher. So finally they took me to a specialist and, and the specialist um, found out I had 50% hearing and I needed drainage tubes. My ears weren't draining. That's why I had earaches at least once a month, my whole little life there. And uh, so I remember having surgery. I remember coming home and, and here I am at this age. I still remember the day I came home because I couldn't hear and all of a sudden, I could hear. And it was one of the most remarkable things. To this day, it's just a, a moment where I smile when I think about how crisp everything was, how alive everything was. And I hope that our message will do that today. And I have a video I want to throw in on top of that story. It's a young boy's story who was born colorblind. And one day, his teacher, who was also colorblind, the technology, he found these glasses that allowed him, being colorblind, to see life in color, and he called the kid's mom and said, hey, be in class today. I'm going to put these glasses on your son. And so this young boy has seen color for the first time. Let's, let's enjoy this video. They're all yours. Okay, they're all yours. Let's see what, see what it does. <laughs> so what do you think then? Look, Don't, don't you want to touch them? I, I, I wanted to touch every color. 
right? Go ahead. You can touch them. Why don't you keep those for a little while, for, for a few. You can take them home with you today and, uh, and just wear them around. And I want you to experience it as much as you can. And, and, uh, and uh, maybe your parents may be buying them. They're pretty cool. That, that's, a, that's amazing. Let's give it up, man. That's just... I'm glad I watched it a bunch of times before this, before today, because I, I was choked up the first couple times. And just seeing him experience color for the first time. Guys, we live in a world that's not seen the God colors ever, you know, so, uh, or very little of the God colors. And, and uh, the world we live in, I believe, will react like this when we show them the God colors. And then majority of you listening to my voice, you understand what I'm going to teach today. And my prayer is, like it is every weekend, uh, God help us see it from a broader perspective, right? So that's what I'm hoping God will do in each and every one of our lives. We want to talk about the God colors. And there's a text we want to come out of. And here's the text, Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. So every local church in every community is a light. So, and, and then this is also you as an individual Christian, as you walk through life, as you go to work or you hang out in the neighborhood or you go to school, wherever it is, the Bible says you are light. You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, here's how we shine our light. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your, your heavenly Father. So we shine our lights by doing good deeds or letting people see love. And I want to take that to a broader spectrum today. But as I was pre preparing for this, I wanted to read the message translation. And um, a thought came to me as I read it. I said, I wonder how many colors are in sunlight. I probably learned it in school and forgot. I forget. I've forgotten so much at this age, but I, uh, probably subconsciously I, I, it came up saying, you know this already, but I had to Google it, and here it is. Sunlight or, or visible light is made of all the rainbow colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. I thought, whoa, they say the, the waves are so short we can't see them distinctly, but when you go out in the sun today, um, all the colors of the rainbow are in that light. And I believe when he says, let your light shine in front of the whole world, he's telling us uh, it's very broad, right? And I want to compare this light to something God has put inside of us as we go forward. But, but let's read it out of the message Bible. It says in, in Matthew 5, 14, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. And this is what stood out to me, and I wondered, well, how many colors are in light? Now, now we know there's seven, right? God is not a secret to be kept. So God wants us to bring out his God colors to the world. Uh, these, these things will bless us, but they really bless the world we live in, too. Verse 15, we're going public with this, as public as a city on the hill. So God says, I want this light to be out there in public. He goes on to say, it, it, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And I love the way verse 16 works here. It says, now that I put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. So again, the same thing, shine your light, right? He goes on to say, keep open house, be generous with your lives. 
by opening up to others. So he's wanting us to let these God colors come out to the world. Now, here's the part I wanted to just take a moment on. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And so if people can see the God colors coming out of us, it opens their hearts up to God. I think that's pretty cool. When I went to Bible school, one of the things they taught us, which I, I still believe and I so appreciate it, was that if we can have the miracles and God just do miracles like he did in the book of Acts, that was like a dinner bell. That just opened people's hearts up to God. And, and I know we see God answer a lot of prayers and do some miracles. And I love to hear what God does through missionaries on the mission field. And it seems like he does more in a third world country than he does here. But we all know the Bible said that the, the latter rain will be much more than the former. And we know there's a revival that someday is going to come. So I keep praying, Lord, let the book of Acts happen. And, and it's so exciting because it's a, it's a dinner bell, right? And I believe that will be a really strong revival and it will shake our nation up and other nations in a great way. But while we're waiting, guys, take a look again. You'll prompt people to open up with God. If, if we allow them to see the God colors in our life, that opens their hearts up too. So while we're waiting, we can shine our lights, right? And so I, I began to ask the question, what are the God colors as I read this and and, and something popped up in me, and I believe it's really true. And because I know love is one of them, right? Doing acts of kindness, doing good deeds. And I just thought of the fruit of the Spirit. And I thought, well, that's, that's our God colors. And, 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 and that's what we want to talk about today, like living life in color, letting these things come out of us. They'll benefit you, but then they'll benefit everybody around us. And I had this moment with God and, and if you know me, you know I'm very reverent with God, but uh, I did pray, and I said, God, I feel like you messed up here, and, and very reverently, right? But you, Because the fruit of the Spirit, there's nine of them. I said, you should have only made seven. Then we'd have seven colors in light. That would have worked better, or you should have put nine colors in light. But uh, it, this doesn't work perfect for me, and I'm so literal. I'm like, God, I don't even know if I want to use this. And then I thought, well, it doesn't have to be identical, guys, right? Uh, God's put this light inside of us, the nine fruit of the Spirit, right? And we let people see God as this comes out of us. So the book of Galatians is a fascinating book, and it talks about the works of our flesh, all the sin we can do, and we're going to find out that's inside of our bodies. But then it ends up with this thought, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. These are the things the world needs to see. And they're like that boy that put the glasses on. It's going to be a shocker to some of them that when they see it for the first time, right? Gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We'll talk about that before we close today, that last phrase. But notice what he says, the fruit. He's using a metaphor. The metaphor is fruit. And he says, uh, there's a fruit that's inside you. And so uh, in the original language, the Greek, there's no punctuation. So there's no commas, there's no period. They say every Greek letter is capitalized. So when they see the word spirit, which is the Greek word pneuma, they have to go, well, is this the Holy Spirit or the human spirit? If the human spirit is small s, Holy Spirit is the big S. So they went with the big S and I think that's okay. I think they're right. But guys, this is also who you are in your spirit. And so they could have put a small s, big s, because it's both, right? 
And, and uh, I just want you to think about this for a moment. God is saying that inside you, the Holy Spirit lives in you if you're a Christian, uh, that fruit dwells. But then in your human spirit, you and I have been created in his image and likeness if we accepted Jesus as our Savior. And this is who we are, too. And, and I think it's so fascinating that, that he talks about it and he compares it to fruit. So it made me think about our gardens, right? And so this past summer, I had, had not planted a garden since uh, uh, I was an adult because my dad, if you've been here any length of time, you've probably heard this story one way or another, but uh, he planted these huge gardens. One summer, he had a friend that gave him an acre and he planted a one acre garden. But he had seven boys and we did a lot of the work. But he was real stickler for weeding the garden. And, and, and I'd say, Dad, I want to go play with my friends. And he goes, son, that's not going to do you any good. Uh, I need you to do this garden. You're going to learn something. And he wanted it weeded. And I remember when the tomato plants were this high and the corn, I'd say, Dad, the weeds can't hurt them anymore. You know, he goes, I don't want any weeds in there, son. So we're down there weeding these gardens. And so I, I literally came to hate gardens. I literally hated them. Um, and, and then as I got older, I, God healed me. <laughs> and uh, so last year, someone gave me some tomato plants. They were like about that high. I, I told Gene, I'm going to plant these babies. And I put them in pots. I didn't want to go that far to put them in the ground. But I, I put them in 10 pots, and then I did two pots of basil. And I bought basil seed and just planted the seeds. And guys, it was, uh, it was amazing. And so many of you are gardeners. You're, you're like, yeah, I'm glad you finally figured it out, Joe. But, but it was amazing. And I'll tell you, it was really amazing to watch uh, these little tiny basil seeds, seeds turn into these big plants. And I used to buy some of those sometimes at a grocery store, you know, a basil plant. And, and I would ruin it in a week. So I, I went on uh, YouTube and found out if you pick those basil leaves the right way, it'll last all summer and it gets bigger and bigger and grows. So I figured that out. In case you don't know it, uh, man, I froze so much basil, but basil uh, to an Italian is like crack cocaine, right? You know, so it's like basil. And I still get a leaf out every now and then. I still have some and just taste it and you put it in your sauce, you know? So that was amazing. And then the tomatoes grew and that was amazing. Um, but I want to ask you a question. Who made all that grow? important question. Did I play a part? Do you play a part with your garden? Yeah. I had to water it because it was pots. I watered it in the morning and at night, right? Because uh, it doesn't hold the water. And then I put plant food on once a week. So I had to feed it and I had to plant, water it. Uh, but what really made it grow? Guys, it's, it's this gas, yellow gas ball in the sky, right? The sun. Um, and and, and it, it literally creates all life on earth. All plant life is the result. If we didn't have a sun, we wouldn't have any, any plant life. And what's craziest, scientists, brainiacs, they say if the earth was a mile away, further away from the sun, we'd have an ice age. And if it was a mile closer, um, uh, we would burn up to a crisp. Isn't that amazing? It's almost like someone created all this. And so <clears throat> it's just amazing. But... So that, that ball in the sky, and then, and then, those seeds have a genetic code in them. Isn't that crazy? The basil seed knew, knew to grow into a basil plant. There's a genetic code in there. That's crazy. The tomato seeds knew to grow into a tomato plant, and, and, and it's like there's a genetic code in the seeds. It's almost like, again, there's a master planner, right? And it, it's amazing to me as I think about it, but I'm sharing it for a whole other reason, guys. I'm just sharing it to say, 
Uh, that's what's inside you. If you've accepted Christ, there's a genetic code in you. And guys, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And God's saying, it can come out of you. The Holy Spirit's in there. He's kind of like the sun, right? And, and, and then uh, that genetic code is inside of you. And, and the Bible says that fruit can come out of us. We just have to grow it. So we have to nurture it and feed it and water it, right? And then the Holy Spirit will give it life like the sun does. And so we want to just talk about that today. And um, I, I actually have a big idea for this lesson. It's a little late. I usually give it much sooner. But it goes like this. God is in you waiting to come out of you. And, and, and I want us to see that and realize, man, we can live life in color. And the world we live in, this valley, there's, you know, the people of this valley are awesome people. And really the people of this country, some of them are, you know, they, they, they're brainwashed in some beliefs and things like that, but they're good people. And, and guys, I have a love for them. I know you have a love for them. Don't we love our relatives? We just love our relatives. We want to see everybody come to know God and live, to go, live for God and know Jesus. Uh, but guys, one of the things this world needs, and they're not going to get it from the world, is to see the fruit of God coming out of people. And it's such a life changer. It's, it's so amazing. And so we want to come to a place uh, to where we have it growing out of us. And then it does something really powerful inside of us that's just amazing. And when I came to understand some of this, it made me realize, man, I have... I focus sometimes on things that don't matter, right? And I can just focus on the wrong thing, and there's no life in it. And I just thought, man, if, if I just focus on feeding the seed and letting that genetic code grow inside me and we do the same, guys, it will impact and change the world. And, and you don't, how much effort does a seed put forth, right? It just, it's just natural. It just grows into a plant and produces fruit, right? Uh, the only effort is feed the seed, right? Nurture it, water it, and, and get some sunlight on it, and it's going to burst. So here's something you and I have to understand. Uh, our current condition is God's life wrapped in sinful flesh. That's your, your condition. If you're a Christian, God's life is in you, and it's wrapped in sinful flesh. And I'm not saying you're a bad person, but sin is living in our bodies, right? And it, there's this battle that goes on, this conflict, this fight. So most of you know this, but just a reminder, human beings are three-part beings, right? We are a spirit. We possess a soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. We live in a body. We're a three-part being. The Bible says that over and over again. So we're a three-part being. God's three persons, one God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So he made us in his image. And so when you accepted Christ, your spirit was created in his image and likeness. We're not part of the Godhead, but guys, we are love. You know what I'm saying? I'm, we're not equal to God, but love is in us. Joy is in us. Peace is in us. That genetic code is inside of us along with the Holy Spirit. People that have gone to heaven and come back, and I know a couple. I know their pastors. So I, I've called their pastor. One guy, I call his pastor over in Seattle, and I, I had him in a while back, and and I said, hey, is this guy a good, like, is he okay? Is he all there? Because, um, you know, someone says they went to heaven. That's a big deal. He goes, he's all there. He goes, this is legit. And when you hear guys like that talk, um, they'll say, I saw this relative, I saw that relative, and they recognize him instantly. And so I remember asking him some questions before he came out to preach. And I said, what do they look like? And he said, well, they look just like they did on earth. Uh, 
they had a head and hands. They looked just like they do in their bodies, but they were perfect. They looked like they were 20, even though they died when they were 75 or 80. They looked like they were 20 years old. Uh, they had no flaws. If they had scars, uh, you know, if they had a, an ear missing, an eye missing, everything was there. They said it was amazing. That's what's inside you guys. It's awesome. It's pretty awesome before you meet Jesus, but after you meet Jesus, it's like, whoa, it's creating his image. It's like, then your souls, your mind, your will, your emotions. So we, we need to feed on God's word and renew it. And as we do, it feeds that spirit man and it grows. But our bodies, ooh. when you accepted Jesus, nothing changed here, right? Um, you and I have a sin nature in here. So the Bible talks about this and that's what Galatians is about. And then we come to the fruit of the spirit. So we'll read some of the upper verses, but the apostle Paul in a moment here, but the apostle Paul in Romans six, seven, and eight, he's just explaining this to us. And what he's explaining could be where I was before I met Jesus. It, it's where Jewish people are before they meet Jesus, but it's also where we are as young Christians when we don't understand it's all the same. And he, he's sharing both of those uh, things where we know what God says. We know the Ten Commandments. We know what he wants us to do, but we're not able to do them, right? And so he's talking about this. Encourage you. Great Bible reading this week, Romans 6, 7, and 8. Let's listen to Romans 7, 14. So the trouble is not with the law of Moses, right? First five books of the Bible. Uh, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, Paul, or us, human beings. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. So now he's just bringing this revelation out. The law is good, guys. It just couldn't save us. It couldn't change us from the inside out. The Bible says in the New Testament that God gave us the law to show us we were sinners who needed a Savior. And so it's called a tutor that led us to Christ. And it's not bad. It's just it's not the answer. The answer is Jesus to save our souls, wash our sins away. And so he's just bringing that point out. And then verse 15 I don't really understand myself. And this is how I felt for years as a young Christian. I really don't understand myself. Uh, I used to think, am I taking crazy pills? Because I love Jesus, but I keep sinning a lot. So it says, for I want to do what is right. In other words, I know the right thing. So this could be a Jewish person that knows the law, but then they can't do it. Could be a Catholic boy like me that knew the law, but kept messing up. I knew the 10 commandments, right? And so he says, uh, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And so as a young Christian, this was, this was my life. And I was so glad when someone showed me 1 John 1, 9, which says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But I don't think God intended for us to pray that 25 times a day and uh, keep doing the same thing and never overcome it. But I was like, Paul, that's where I was. And, and, but to this day, I still, you know, I slip in some little things, you know, don't worry, not the big guys, but some, some little things, you know. And it says in verse 16, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law, uh, uh, that the law is good. In other words, I'm admitting, man, the law is right. It's right. We should live this way, but we can. So he goes on to say, verse 17, so I, I am not the one doing wrong. And I used to love this as a young Christian. I'm not the one that's doing wrong. It is sin living in me that, that, that does it. And there was a while in my life when I first read this without a teacher or a preacher telling me, I was like, well, God, it's not really me. I mean, I, I know I just did something I shouldn't, but did I really do it? Paul said I didn't do it. And so I really used this to my advantage. Uh, it really helped my conscience for a while. 
But all he's saying, if you read the verses above and below, he's just saying, guys, we have a sin nature. And that's what's causing it to happen. So we're still responsible for it. But it's in, it's in our bodies, right? And there's this battle going on. And so in verse 24, he says, oh, what a miserable person I am. And that's how I felt as a young Christian, right? And surely before I met Christ, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? I love verse 25. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in the mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. So he's saying Jesus set us free. And then chapter 8, guys, it's all about the freedom. It's all about feeding the seed. And I think the New Living Translation does a really good job with this section of Scripture. So I'm going to read it out of there. But listen to Romans 8.1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And that means if you accepted Christ as your Savior, you should never, ever feel condemned again. So the two C's, right? Condemnation, conviction. Conviction is good. Conviction is just like when God's dealing with us saying, you can do better, Joe. That's conviction. Condemnation is, Joe, I hate you. You're no good. You're a loser. Um, you know, that's condemnation. The Bible says if you're in Christ, you should never have condemnation. Don't allow the enemy to condemn you in any way because you've been set free by Jesus Christ himself and washed in his blood. But yeah, God will convict us. Then he goes on to say in verse two, and because you belong to him, listen to this, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. Isn't that past tense? So if you are a Christian, you have been freed from the power of sin that leads to death. So we've been freed from our flesh but we have to grow a crop of fruit. That spirit has to grow inside of us. So I like verse six. And again, I'm skipping verses. Encourage you to read this all through the week. Verse six. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. What does it mean to allow the Holy Spirit and our human spirit to control our mind? It just means feed the seed. That's all. It's not weird. You're not going to walk through the day like a robot and God just takes over. Wouldn't that be cool if he could just take over? But he doesn't. Uh, all it is, guys, he's going to go on. We're going to look at another section of Scripture. He's just saying, feed the seed, man. It's in you. You're free. But let that fruit grow up in you, and then it's going to cause your sin nature to kind of be turned off. It's still there, but it, you'll, you'll have power over it. So li listen to verse 12. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. We don't have to be controlled by it. For if you live by the dictates, uh, its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. So he's saying there's something we can do. And these, this text, again, is awesome. I'm trying not to be too technical. I never want to teach like I would a Bible school classroom, right? So I'm trying to make it everything simple. But, but guys, think about this. If we feed our human spirit, if we renew our mind by just reading scriptures, right? Um, uh, put some worship music on in your vehicle when you're driving once in a while, right? Put some on at home. Worship is the atmosphere of heaven. That's like the sun shining on your plants outside. Just get in that atmosphere once in a while. Uh, try to do it daily and then just read the Bible and feed on scripture. Guys, it's amazing what will happen that fruit will begin to grow out of you. But can I, can I challenge us, myself included? If we feed too much on the wrong thing, even if it's not sin, I, I'm just speaking for myself, 
if I watch too much of the news, it's like it feeds this, right? And, and I have found myself, I, you'll never see me, you will never see me lose my temper in public. It just will not happen. But I have lost my temper watching the news. And uh, I'm at home, and I, I, sometimes I think Gina's not around. But then she'll come in and say, could, could you chill, Joe? Could you chill? You're screaming at a screen. I know. I know I am. But I'm just frustrated with what's going on right now. And, and so here's what I do with the news. I just look at headlines, right? I listen a little bit. But if I listen to it all day, it feeds this. So I think, okay, I can only do so much of that, but I'm going to feed the seed, right? And if you feed the seed, it's amazing. Um, and it could be a hundred other things. They're not necessarily bad, but you don't want to feed too much on them. Listen to 1 Peter 2.1. So get rid of all evil behavior. Okay, how do I do that, God? I'd like to. Uh, be, uh, be done with all deceit. Okay. Hypocrisy, all right. Jealousy, okay. All, all on kind speech, okay. How do I do it? Well, here, here's how you do it, verse 2. Like newborn babes, uh, you must crave pure spiritual milk. And the Bible lets us know this is the milk of the Word of God. It's just the Bible. And it's some of the great scriptures in there, like what happened when you accepted Jesus, who, who you are in Christ. So he's saying like a baby craves milk, and we all know what an infant's like. He says, just crave the Word of God. And then he goes on to say, so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. What does he mean? That's the fruit growing, and then it just comes out of you. It's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, cry out for this nourishment. So one of the best prayers you can pray is, God, I'm going to read my Bible, and as I do, would you make it come alive? I just cry out for you to open up my spiritual eyes. And, and as you do it, you're just feeding the seed. God is in you, waiting to come out of you. And if you just put the emphasis on, just like I did with my tomato plants, my basil, hey, I have to, I'm going to water them. It's morning, I'm going to water them. It's night, I'm going to water them. Uh, it's Monday, I put my, my food, my plant food on on Mondays. It's Monday, I'm going to mix it up in the water and, and just get all that miracle grow all over the place, right, for my crack basil cocaine. And, and, and uh, I'm just going to do it all, right? And that's all I had to do. What if you did that with the Word of God and with the presence of God? Listen to some worship. Guys, it changes everything, everything. So let's go back to Galatians. Let's read a couple verses above, and then we'll finish out with our verse. Uh, Galatians 5.16. So I say, walk in the Spirit, and, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. That means you'll shut your flesh down. So another metaphor, how do you walk in the Spirit? Again, is it weird? Uh, do you walk around floating on a cloud? No, you just feed the seed. Verse 17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So there's a, a battle going on inside of us. But if we feed the seed, it grows up and it pushes out. It says they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. I don't know how they wrote that, but it's really terrible sentence structure, but that's how, that's what's there. So, so guys, listen, listen, listen. He goes on and talks about the, the works of the flesh and he, he gives you the big ones like sexual purity things. And then he says, envy and jealousy and division. And he tells you all these fruits. It's not a complete list or all these works of the flesh, not complete. And it's like, Oh yeah, I've done a lot of those. Um, but then he goes to verse 22 and this is how it ends, man. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He's saying that seed is in you. The genetics are in you. 
But then listen to the last thing he says, against such things there is no law. So guys, the law here is referring to the law of sin that's in our flesh. And he's saying, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter that you have a sin nature in your flesh. It can't stop the fruit from coming out. God's fruit can come out of you. There's nothing that can stop it if we just feed it. So that really makes me smile. So I just think about when I'm out and about the neighborhood, you know, or I'm with secular groups of people. And of course, don't our Christian friends deserve to eat some of our fruit too, right? So, I mean, you want everybody to taste it and eat it. Uh, but I just think, man, Lord, I, I want to be like a sweet banana. I want to I be like a crisp, sweet apple, you know. And Lord, help me to have these fruits coming out of me. Because the Bible says if they're coming out of me, the world begins to see life in color. And they're going to be like that boy with the glasses. They're going to go, whoa. And they're going to see the love of God. They're going to open up to the love of God. But you know what? It benefits us too. Isn't God good? It's going to help us to walk free and be able to walk at another level. And it's all, guys, just because we feed the seed. So I want us to walk out. Man, God is in you, waiting to come out of you. And he's coming out of so many of you. So I just want to say, myself included, he can come out of the higher level. And then for some, man, you're seeing this for the first time, and it's pretty exciting. You mean I'm not a worm? Yeah, you're not a worm. You mean I'm not a no good? No, no you're, you're really good. Uh, God's genetic seed is inside of you. Uh, so you just need to feed the seed, and then God's going to come out of you. So over in Boardman, guys, guys at TCI Correctional Facility here, here in Warren, online in the chat rooms, can we say thank you, God, that you put your character inside of us? Can we give it up for God? Oh, thank you, Lord God. Now let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, here's the first thing we're praying right now. Here, here's our big prayer. Lord, would you by your grace open our hearts and our eyes and, and just show us how we can feed the seed at a higher level in, in, in our lives, Lord. Just, just show us as we go through the week some, some ways to water, some ways to get sunlight on that incredible, incredible seed that's inside of us, Lord. We ask you to help us do it, Father. And, and Father, we just thank you for making this more and more real to us. We thank you that there's no condemnation for us that have accepted Christ and Father, if anyone in listening to my voice is condemned, Father, may, may you minister freedom to them. And Lord, for all of us, thank you for giving us hope that we can produce fruit that's going to change our world. Lord, we thank you for the nation we live in. Um, and Lord, there's a lot of frustration with the direction, moral direction of our nation, Father, for sure. People have different opinions politically, but Father, the moral direction is just... It's, it bothers us, and we ask you, Lord, help us become Christians that produce fruit that change all these people around us. And show us how we can uh, just let our light shine wherever we go. Let all the colors of your light come out of us, Lord God. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Can, can you just stay there and ask God whatever else you want to ask him? With heads bowed, eyes closed. Maybe you're listening to me, and you're not sure of your eternity. You're not sure if you were to die if you'd go to heaven or to hell. Listen, Jesus died so you can live. So right now I'm not asking you if you grew up in church, if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult, all good things. Or maybe you walked in or you're listening online uh, and, and you're just not even sure if God exists. But man, I believe there's a God moment happening right now. 
I believe God is touching some hearts. If you're listening, you say, you know what? I believe. I just, I'm ready to accept Christ today. He died so I can live. I'm ready to pray and accept him. Would you pray with us right now? The rest of us in Boardman over here in Warren, uh, online in the chat rooms, TCI, can we help them pray? Let's pray even though we know Christ. Let's help people pray in it for the first time. And, and, and if you're praying this for the first time, just say this after me. Say, Father, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. I repent of my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that God raised you from the grave and I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision today to follow you. Give me grace to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.